When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. We talked about this in the last segment facetiously. Oh, the Texans aren't the same team as week one. Yes, we're well aware. They did not have three offensive linemen uh, that were starters in that game. Um, you know, and so everybody's week one uh, was a little bit murky. You know, week one now is type is typically the time where teams really start to play together because a lot of guys don't play much during the preseason like the Ravens do. So um, the Texans had a little rough start. Um, the Ravens had a rough start, particularly in the first half. And now both of these teams appear to be rolling down the stretch. So uh, the Texans come in and all we've been hearing about is uh, CJ Stroud, which is understandable. I love CJ Stroud. I think he's a phenomenal player. And what they've been able to do on offense, I think many people were surprised by what they did uh, against Cleveland last week because they have such a great defense. And while it is very impressive, I'd argue that it's very hard to come back from two back-to-back pick sixes, and that kind of helps your situation a ton. So when you look at this matchup here, um, how do you what do you view to be the more problematic matchup? Is it the Houston Texans offense versus the Ravens defense, or is it the Ravens defense versus the Houston Texans offense? Uh, the Ravens offense, excuse me, versus the Houston Texans defense. Well, I mean, I, I think the the matchup that I'm mostly intrigued by is the Ravens defense against that offense. I mean, I think you got two of the best young coordinators on each side of the ball, and Mike McDonald, who I've said many many of times, I think is the best defensive coordinator in football right now, and Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for the Texans. He may end up with a head coaching job this off season, if not this off season, probably next off season. But I, I think he's um, a great coordinator in his own right, and we haven't seen. You know, many offenses have success against Mike McDonald's defense. I mean, they they seem to have a lot of offenses numbers, even some of the elite play callers like Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, uh, Ben Johnson, all these guys. I mean, they look completely fooled going up against this Ravens defense multiple times. So um, I think there's clearly something there with whatever. Mike McDonald is doing. So I'm looking at at that matchup. Can this Ravens defense get pressure on CJ Stroud and how will Stroud handle that pressure? I've talked to a couple of the defensive guys and specifically Adafi Owe mentioned how uh, uh, CJ Stroud, one of the differences he's noticed from him from week one to now is in week one, he he noticed how CJ Stroud was trying to get rid of the ball every time he sensed any kind of pressure coming. Whereas now he's willing to hang in the pocket, let the play develop, give some of his guys like Nico Collins an opportunity to get open down the field and then let it go. Um, So I'm curious to see how the, the now more mature uh, rookie CJ Stroud handles this Ravens defense that has had everybody's number. And look, I, I, I think a lot of people, look at this Texans offense and say, 
well, they've only got one guy you really got to worry about and Nico Collins. If you want to throw Dalton Schultz out there as well, that's fine. But I, I would, I just caution people that, you know, every, everybody has thought that you think the Browns didn't think that, you know, all they had to do was limit Nico Collins and Dalton Schultz and they'll be okay. That that's not always the easy answer. And I would also say that I think the Texans have under the radar have been really good this year when, because they've dealt, they've been dealing with injuries to the wide receiver group all year, all year. Yeah. Nico has missed time. Tank Dale, as we know, is done for the year. Noah Brown. Noah Brown is out. Mm-hmm. So it, I think back to that Titans game towards the back end of the season where Tank Dale was gone, Nico Collins was gone, and then all Noah Brown does is go out there and completely torch the Titans. So if there's any offense that has been able to kind of stretch their limited amount of weapons and get the most out of it, it's it's been this Houston offense. Um, that's it. And, and then the other thing is that they don't turn the ball over. I mean, Stroud has been for a rookie to only have five interceptions. Five this interceptions year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty good for as much as he throws the ball and how far down the field he throws the ball. Stroud had 13 yards per attempt. And Super Wild Card Weekend that was tied for best with Jordan Love, in that in, in during that week. So this is a guy that he isn't checking it down. You know he's he's pushing the ball down the field, but it's still very efficient every time he lets the ball go. So that side of the ball is the one I'm really paying attention to. Um, and then I guess one thing on the other side is I'm, I'm curious to see how this Ravens team runs the ball. This is a Texans team that's good for sixth in the NFL and against stopping the run this year. So I know they've given up some big games to guys like Jonathan Taylor and stuff like that. But overall, um, teams haven't had a lot of success running the ball against them this year. So I'm curious to see how this Ravens team, who obviously is one of the better running offenses in the league, although – I think individually some of the production for some of the running backs is tailed off, especially for like Gus down the stretch. I'm curious to see if he can kind of revive himself. Yeah. I, you know, um, they do um, play good run defense uh, better than, you know, I was willing to give them credit for. But one thing that I will note, I have noticed about this Texas team is that when, when they play um, when they've lost or they play in close games, the running backs have been a part of that recipe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to be, um, consistent about running the ball here because I do think that that's important in terms of um, getting it off. I do agree with you that, you know, they 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 just bring guys in, you know, it doesn't matter who it is, Nico, Tank Dell, you know, Noah Brown, whatever. Um, uh, but I do think that the personnel of the Ravens is extremely talented on all three levels. I, look, I'm sure the Browns could have said the same thing and, and they would have been right. Uh, but the Browns also were not playing at home. The Browns were also playing on the road. And, you know, also they had just played the Houston Texans on Christmas Eve, just not even, you know, what, four weeks ago that they have played. So um, I'm sure that that was a part of it too. And just understanding what they were able to do down the stretch um, when they played the Ravens in week one, they didn't have Kyle Van Noy, you know, they didn't have other guys out there playing um, the way that they did. Now, Marlowe, did not play then he probably won't play now but ultimately there's been different parts and this defense has gotten better as the season has gone on so that will be definitely uh interesting to see they definitely played well um in terms of rattling you know uh, moving Lamar and, and and the pass rush that they had in the first game um 
But, you know, that, that's another comment that we could talk about. You know, while they sit there and say, well, we didn't have three of our starters. I don't recall Ronnie Stanley being out there playing. Um, and Ronnie Stanley has done well, I think we can say, in the past few weeks. Um, and then he's had some time off as well to get himself together. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And, look, I just think that the Ravens, for everything that we talk about in terms of, like, in the past, what they didn't have, I think they have a plethora of, of guys and now that can be difference makers. And someone asked, you know, who's basically going to be the quote unquote Jacoby Jones of this team. And I would not be surprised if it's a guy like Nelson Aguilar who has been um, shamed in other fan bases, basically about, you know, cause he's, he was boom or bust when they come to catching balls, but he has been uh, very consistent so far this year in terms of what the Ravens were doing. I would not be surprised if they have no answer for a number four because the Ravens are offered the opportunity. Yeah, you can go to their best three players, but what about their fourth best player? What about their fifth best player? And that's the question that I have for this Ravens um, offense going against that Texas defense. Do they have enough to stop what the Ravens have on offense? Oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson is the quarterback because you played Joe Flacco last week. Now, we love it. Look, we know Joe, what he's able to do. He's also 38 years old and stands in the pocket like the Statue of Liberty. So <laughs> that's not going to be the same thing that you're going to get in Saturday's game. And, and those are the things that I think we um, have to take account for to see how this goes. The Texans are a very well-coached team. They're a very good team. 